Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Friday Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, Jess Romero and Anita Romero. This is our Spirit Friday Spiritual Warfare show. Tobias and Sarah? Tobias and Sarah, yes. Pr- yes. Uh, Aquila and Prisca? Prisca? Yes, yes. <laughs> they are our role models. Absolutely. Yes, they and are. And you know what? We're trying to be, we're trying to um, inspire couples to uh, Absolutely. to realize that spiritual warfare is something that we do together in the sacrament of yeah, matrimony. it's a team effort. Yeah. Yep. I'm always telling Anita this one phrase, and I say, I say Anita, it's you and me against the, the world. world. How long have I been telling you that? For how long we've been to okay. more than that since we started dating. I said, it's Anita, you and me it's against, you and the me world. against the world. <laughs> in fact, before we get into uh, this special month in the programs today, just want to pray for my wife. Just think, just remember the words bless and protect. Okay, very simple. Since I'm the head of the home, I put my hand on her head and I say, In the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit amen. amen. May the Lord bless my wife in the name and, and protect her in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Notice I put my hand on her head. That's the position of a patriarch. And I ask God to bless her. Or I could have blessed her as well. But I think it's more powerful if God does. Yeah. And I'm going to bless my husband. She's the matriarch. I'm the matriarch of this marriage. And she's the heart of the home. Yes, I am the heart of the home. As I say, may the Lord bless and protect my husband in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And you notice where I put my hand. I did not put my hand on his head. I place it over his heart. And why does she I, do that? Mm-hmm. She's the heart of the I'm home. the heart of the home. Pope Pius, Venerable Pius XII, yes. the heart of the home. Mm-hmm. And also, th- think about this as well. Uh, both of us have rights to each other's body based on 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians 7, 4. So it's proper that I touch my wife when I pray for her, and it's proper that she touches my body when she prays for me. But it has to be in the proper order. Yes, so. and you know what, you ladies, it, I feel so protected when my husband does that. I feel like I am protected. I am under a marriage where my husband is taking his role seriously as a Catholic man, as a lover of Christ, and the one who knows is responsible for me to get to heaven. Amen. Babe, what's uh, happening in the month of May before we well, go on yeah, to the topics? Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, Catholics to, Catholics dedicate the month of May to who? The Blessed Virgin Amen. Mary. Mama Mary. The month of May is always part of the Easter season. And there's 50 days that we celebrate in the liturgy of the resurrection of our Lord. A time also of awaiting the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So. Mm. The celebration of May as a Marian month fits well with the liturgical celebrations of Easter and Pentecost as as we recall Mary's great joy in her son's victory over death, as well as her presence with the apostles in the upper room, prayerfully awaiting the scent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Yes, if you know if you if you pray the uh, glorious mysteries, that's the third mystery the descent of the Holy Spirit Amen. on the apostles and Mary. And I know when we went to Jerusalem, um, we went with Steve Ray, and he mentioned something very, and it st- stuck with me. Whenever you see a picture with the descent of the Holy Spirit with the apostles and Mary, that's, that is a true uh, account of Pentecost. Mm, mm. Yes. Come Holy Spirit, come, come by the powerful come. intercession of uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, your most chaste spouse. You know, and, ta- and by the way, yeah. and by the way, I mean that's a mentioning Jerusalem. We'll be going 
to the Holy Land. October 6th through the 16th. Yeah, why don't you join us? Just go to our website. It's there. I blogged it. We want to hang out with you for nine days. Yeah, so why don't you join us? In the land where Jesus walked. Yes, our our pastor's going with us for the first time. Yep. He's retired from the military so so, after 30 years, so now he can finally travel overseas. So we're excited about that. Father Dave Nix. Father Dave Nix is going, a friend of ours. Very amazing priest. Yes, right. And then um, our group leaders, Mark and Yvette Rugruth. Yeah. You know, they're our good friends here, and they uh, have arranged it. And, uh, yeah, so just look at the website. All the information's there, and uh, consider it. Consider it. We'd love to hang yeah. out with you for nine yeah. days and walk in the land where God yes, walked. absolutely, absolutely. Also, today's the first Friday of the month. If you can get the Holy Mass, do so. Yeah, because it's, we, we celebrate the, the first Friday of the month, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And um, have mercy on yeah, us. Yeah, have mercy on us. So the first Friday of the month and tomorrow's the first Saturday of the month. So make those. Um, if you can go to Mass, go. If not, please pray the prayers of the day, daily Mass today and just honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yeah. And read the daily Mass readings yes. today. No excuses. No if you excuses. can't get them, even if you go to Mass, get there early and read the, 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 the daily Mass readings. Absolutely. If you can't get to Mass, read the daily Mass readings as part of your morning prayer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not for a sacrifice. Yes. Okay, Anita, there's a question that comes up often, yes. and I've answered it, and I just want to answer it on the air. Uh-huh. What do people ask me? Uh, yeah, we're, we always get these these questions. So and they're good questions. Yeah, they're we got some smart... Ex- excellent questions. So some very smart question, listeners. Yeah, we get from our listeners, what are binding prayers, and when can they be used? Okay. So that's that's a very good question. Binding. What does it mean to bind? I'll tell you, because Father Ripperger uses yes, that all the time. And does, other exorcists, Father Fortea, yes. Father Amorth, others. Yes. So, okay. So the word to bind, actually, it comes from the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's a New Testament word. Mm-hmm. It means, quote, to tie down or to tie up. Mm-hmm. It means to bind together like a prisoner in confinement. That's what the Greek uh, means. It also means to bond or fetter as in a prisoner. It also means to stretch the body forth in preparation for a scourging. I like the 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 Greek word proteinio. Uh, yeah, it's like protein. <laughs> We're stretching your body. We're stretching, stretching your, your body, body to give you some protein. <laughs> protein. <laughs> so there's a, those words are katadadeo, to die down. down, yeah, and sundeo, confinement, confinement, and desmos, federal prisoner, and. Proteinio. We're gonna beat. We're gonna we're protein. gonna stretch your body out. Stretch your body. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that a lot of people think that binding prayers against demons, they were they were notably probably in modern times yeah. first coined. A, a lot of people think that they were first coined by the Protestant Pentecostals in 1901 in Topeka, Kansas, mm-hmm. and 1906 at the Azusa Street Revival in Los Angeles, where Protestant Pentecostalism mm-hmm. started. And then that phrase became popular with the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, which started in 1967. Binding mm-hmm. prayers are meant to bind demons from harming you, your family, and your property. That's the theology of binding mm-hmm. prayers. Now, some people say, well, this isn't part of the Catholic tradition. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Here's what I'm going yep. to offer correction. That's not true. Of course they're going to say that. <laughs> you, you see, we do a, a prayer every night. It's mm-hmm. it, one of our final prayers. It's the August Queen of Heaven, Heaven prayer. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Yeah, okay. That prayer was given way before Vatican II to a Catholic yeah. priest. Way hey. before, okay? <laughs> it was given on January 13th, 1864 to wow. a holy soul 
Father Louis Chestak. Mm-hmm. He died in 1868. He was accustomed to the favors of the Most Holy Virgin. This priest, he saw demons spread out over the earth, causing unbelievable ravage. And the Holy Virgin, Mother of God, gave him this prayer, the August Queen of Prayer that Father Ripperger uses in Auxilium Christianorum. Yeah. So do you our, think we should pray it? Yeah. Well, we, yeah. In fact, yeah. we'll do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Go okay. ahead and go ahead oh, wait. and yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's, yeah, but, um, let me, yeah. yeah, go ahead. We'll pray it. So this priest, the Holy Virgin gave him this prayer, and the priest was instructed to ask for her intercession through this prayer in order for Our Lady to send the Holy Legions to combat and overthrow the powers of hell. So if somebody thinks, oh, we got the binding prayer from Protestants. No, we didn't. The Blessed Virgin nope. Mary gave mm-hmm. it to us. How does it go yep. in the name of the Father, Son, and the, the Holy Spirit? Spirit. Amen. Amen. August, Queen, Queen of, of Heaven, heavens, Heavenly Sovereign of the Angels, Thou who from the beginning has received from God the power and the mission to crush the head of Satan, we humbly beseech Thee to send Thy holy legions, so that under Thy command and through Thy power they may pursue the demons and combat them everywhere, suppress their boldness and drive them back into the abyss. O good and tender Mother, Thou will always be our love and hope. O Divine Mother, send Thy holy angels to defend us and drive far away from us a cruel enemy. Holy angels and archangels, defend us, guard us. Amen. That's called Father, in the name of the Son, Father, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's Beautiful called a prayer. binding prayer. Mm-hmm. Anita, can yes. you give us another example of a binding prayer in Catholic tradition that comes way before Vatican II and way before the Protestant Pentecostals? Yeah, uh, another famous uh, Catholic binding prayer is, what is it? The St. Patrick's Breastplate. The Lorica. Fourth a lot, century. A lot of you are yeah. familiar with that. Yeah. And this is an Irish breastplate prayer or song. The Lorica. The Lorica is a Latin word pronounced Lorica, meaning body armor. Mm. So that's really interesting. I like Lorica, that. Lorica means body armor. Armor In biology, a Lorica is a shell-like protective outer covering. So uh, St. Patrick's Breastplate is a faith-filled prayer from the 5th century Mm. and is attributed to Ireland's patron saint. Who is that? St. Patrick. Pray for us. Yes. And the litany or invocation is said to have been written by St. Patrick in the year 433 A.D. Way before Vatican II. Yep, absolutely. Way before the Protestants. (laughs) As he appealed for divine protection against a culture of Luciferian occultists. So back then they were fighting, you know, occultists, Satanists, like we're still fighting now. The return of the demon gods. Yeah, he doesn't come. He doesn't leave. Yeah. (laughs) The allusion is probably uh, probably to Ephesians 614, where the apostle bids his readers stand having, quote, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Mm. So the first five sections of prayer are are or him begin. I bind onto myself today. Ergo binding prayer. Yeah, the binding prayer. He actually so says go, that in the prayer. Yes. I bind, I bind, I bind, I bind. I bind. Yeah. And, it's, and it's followed by a list of sources and strength that the prayer calls on for support. So what's interesting about this minor exorcism prayer is that we bind ourselves to God and we literally hide behind God as our shield against our eternal enemies. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Oh, we're here for a holy pause. Holy our lady. pause. Yes, holy pause. Our Lady Guadalupe. She's the only one that can interrupt us. <laughs> Pray for us. We love you. All right, we'll be back. Pray for us. Your beauty and your grace are the 
We are back, Jesus 911, with Jesse and Anita. And we are talking about binding, binding prayers. prayers. Yes. Yes. And By the way, that binding prayer that you just shared, it's what 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 is it known as? It's known as a minor exorcism prayer. And it's approved for lay people yes. to use. Mm-hmm. Same with the one that's in Father Ripperger's book, August Queen, Queen of, of Heaven. Heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, those are, those the, are that, binding prayers. The, the word deliverance, it yes. means a minor exorcism right. that's approved for lay Catholics. By the way, the right. St. Michael the Archangel prayer? It's That's a, a minor exorcism, exorcism prayer. prayer. It's a yep. slash deliverance prayer. I mean, and, there's synonyms. And there's a prayer, prayer against evil. Uh, yeah, you, we do that every, every morning every, in our morning every prayers. Every day because we And my to, wife reminds me, did you do your did you, <laughs> prayer? Did you pray against evil today? Your binding yeah. prayer? She reminds me. Yeah. I said, yes, I and, do it every day. And you know day. what? I make sure I have to do it yeah. because I go to, okay, uh, you know, uh, but anyways, I go to physical therapy. So, you know, they put their their hands on you. So yeah, yeah. I need to be protected. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll pray it. Uh, in the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, God Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Spirit most Holy Trinity, Trinity Immaculate Virgin, Virgin Mary, angels, archangels, and saints of heaven, heaven Descend upon me, please purify me, Lord, mold me, fill me with thyself, use me, banish all the forces of evil from me, destroy them, vanquish them, vanquish them so that I do thy holy will. Banish from me all spells, witchcraft, black magic, malefice, ties, maledictions, and the evil eye, diabolic infestations, oppressions, possessions, all that is evil and sinful. Jealousy, perfidy, envy, physical, psychological, moral, spiritual, diabolical ailments. Cast into hell all demons working these evils, that they may never again touch me or any other creature in the entire world. I command and bid all the powers who molest me by the power of God Almighty, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, through the intercession of the Immaculate Virgin Mary, to leave me forever and, and to be consigned, consigned to everlasting hell. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. That's something that we want to pray every day because uh, you don't know what your day is like. Um, and let's just be honest, mm-hmm. Anita. There's a lot of people, probably within our own families, mm-hmm. that don't like us and are mm-hmm. like, don't like you if they're listening yeah. mm-hmm. and are cursing you yep. and are yep. casting spells against yep. you. Mm-hmm. You think there's not people in your family involved in Satanism, witchcraft, yep. Santeria, mm-hmm. yep. shamans, uh, you know, uh, and, and all these other occultic practice that mm-hmm. know you're a Catholic and not cursing you. Yeah. That's why you need to pray this prayer as part of the morning prayer. Yep. To yep. keep yourself protected. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's something you don't go, you know, you leave the door, you, you know, you have your sweater on or your, your shoes on, make sure you have your binding prayer yeah. <laughs> that you said and it again, before you left. And again, look at, at the prayers, all language. You're praying it for yourself. Self. You have you're, full authority yeah, over yourself. For yourself. So, uh, yeah. So who can use the binding prayers? I know there's people. So, well, who can use it? I know we did mention it for yourself, but yeah. let's go more in depth about yeah, it. Yeah. Father right? Ripperger says it is in his, on page seven and eight of mm-hmm. deliverance prayers for the laity. It's right mm-hmm. in his book, page seven and eight. Mm-hmm. He tells us how to use this prayer. What does he say? He says, um, who, will, who can use binding prayers and how can how do I use binding prayers? He's from Father Ripperger directly. Yeah. He says, the church in her wisdom and experience has always known that authority is one of the primary requisites in order to drive out a demon. For it is when we remain under the authority structure that God has established by the divine positive law. 
example, the authority of the church, and the natural law, that we remain protected. For this reason, if the laity always remains within the confines of the authority that God has given to them by natural law, in other words, your state in life, such as commanding demons to leave their own bodies or those over whom they have authority by the natural law, such as their children and their wife, etc. Then they will experience little or no demonic retaliation as a general rule. Thank you, Father Ripperger, for that. Yeah, so I'm going to simplify this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lay Catholic can do binding prayers over himself. His, I'm talking about the father, the man, mm-hmm. his wife, his children, his house, and everything inside that house is under your spiritual protection and authority when you pray. But that's where his or her authority stops. I cannot do binding prayers over Planned Parenthood, no, employees, family, nope. family planning associates, employees. Nope. I can't do binding prayers in the airport over mm-hmm. the people that are there, Walmart, Target. Mm-hmm. I can't go to my neighbor's house, Dave, and say, oh, you want me to pray over your son? <laughs> no, no, no. I wish you would listen to us. <laughs> yeah, I can't go to my best friend's house and pray over their children, binding mm-hmm. prayers. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I have no authority over those no, places right. and those people. Mm-hmm. Now, when you enter those places, Anita and me go to airports a lot mm-hmm. as we travel around the country because we're missionaries. Anita and me, we're, 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 if you say, what, what are you guys? Yeah. I'm not a cop. I'm not, we're not, she's not a nurse. We're Catholic missionaries. We're evangelist missionaries in the Catholic Church. So we went, especially when that we was to, our former life. Yeah, our former that life. That was our, our career. Yeah. Now, this is our, our vo- lifestyle. Yeah, and our vocation. It's our, our vocation. Calling. This it's is our calling. Our calling. Yeah, it's a Absolutely. divine calling. So when we like going to the airports, for example, <clears throat> hotels, we do binding prayers over ourselves. Why? Because mm-hmm. we have 100% authority mm-hmm. uh, over ourselves in relation to yourself. <clears throat> uh, you cannot do a binding prayer over a place that's not yours. Absolutely and we, we know not. this by natural law and divine positive mm-hmm. law. When you step out of your lane of authority, you open yourself to diabolic retaliation against your marriage or your children. Demons will attack your sacrament that unites you to God. And the fruits of that sacrament and demons are just, they're just watching and waiting for you to step out of your lane of authority. Let me give you an example. Yeah. So in other words, we can't go out in the public square and go in front Start of the binding, demons. binding prayers in front of uh, Katie Hobbs office no. and do binding prayers. No, we can't. <laughs> we can't do that because we have no authority over her. And over that and, public. And over that public square. We yeah. don't. You're, so you're asking for trouble. Absolutely. You're asking for diabolic yeah. retaliation. We can pray for her conversion. Absolutely. But we can, you know, Absolutely. And everybody in there. We pray for the grace of the, the conversion. Capital. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. But let me give an example. If a cop has probable cause that a person has committed a crime, mm-hmm. he has the authority to arrest a person, mm-hmm. which means the cop will bind him. Notice the word bind him or her with handcuffs. No problem. It's all legal. Yep. However, if a person who's not a cop forcibly puts handcuffs on a person and moves them against their will, this is called a crime. Why? The person that's not a cop does not have authority to put handcuffs on anybody to arrest them and use force against another person, much less to move them against their will. What would happen to that person? That person would be arrested and prosecuted for false imprisonment, battery, kidnapping, and impersonating a police officer. Wow. That's that's see, that's that's a big ticket right there. Yeah. Uh, but see, that should, to, that should yeah, explain it. Yeah, that's a good analogy where other people are, oh, okay, now I see the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Even though the police officer is not your father or not your husband, but still they have gotten the, the they have given the right and the authority by natural law. By natural law, yeah. and also it's in scripture. Yeah, divine positive law. Mm-hmm. God is God has given us the government. We have the not the persons officers. in government. He's given us government. Yep, yeah, government. Not, not the actual persons. No, right. We vote them in. <laughs> yes. Or <coughs> they steal elections. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But without re- having to rehash all the answers, mm-hmm. I would refer you to go to Father Ripperger's book. It's called Dominion. That's the one written for lay people. It's chapter four, mm-hmm. yeah. section four. That's where he talks about the issue of authority for those mm-hmm. of you that want to do a deep dive. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll tell you what the binding prayer does. A binding prayer does by somebody in authority. The binding prayer pushes the demon back and keeps them from distorting the prayers. Mm-hmm. And so when you're praying over your children, keep, and I'm talking about the Exilium Christian Orum prayers. Those mm-hmm. are binding prayers. Yes. Keep hammering away every night until the demon yields. And remember this, if the father has any unholy sexual or other vices that he practices in his home, the demon will retaliate against him for this prayer. We have to make sure that we get our house in order first Absolutely. before we start into these high, what I would call these these high flash weapon prayers. And what does it mean by getting your house in order? It means the Father has to be living in the state, state of, of grace, grace. in means. order for these prayers to be efficacious. And the mother and the children, everybody needs to be living in the state of grace. But particularly the father. Yeah. That's where the strength comes. That's yeah, where grace the, flows from the father. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And even if the mother isn't, he can drive off those demons from her. Yes. Um, because of his, his patriarchal authority. authority. Patriarch authority. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a good priest friend of mine, Father John Kalchuk. He's a oh, gr- yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a good holy priest. Yes, he is a good holy priest. And I'm priest. telling you, Chicago, I'm telling you, they made a mistake by uh, canceling this guy. Yes. He wrote an article. What's it called, Anita? It's called... Um, the power of the binding prayer of spirit for protection. So he talks, uh, yes. here's what he says. He says, um, this is what he, he said. Last week I saw the new film. Everyone is talking about nefarious, you know, which film that is Jesse has been speaking in the last three weeks about it. It brought to mind a couple of encounters I've had with, with evil. And more importantly, reminded me of the importance of having a hand, a binding prayer of spiritual uh, protection of having that hand, yeah. Uh, having that hand. Um, an early encounter I had with evil occurred in the fall of 1980 when I was an 18 year old Franciscan at the friary of Dunn Scottis in Southfield, Michigan. He, he continues a classmate and I were assigned to assist the faithful, Father Wayne Stenzel, with uh, and Father with, with a rite of Christian initiation of adults, our CIA class. The class was composed predominantly of about 20 young women about to be married to Catholic men. Father Wayne had to leave momentarily to retrieve something he had forgotten at the friary, leaving my classmate and me in charge of starting the session. In the middle of the opening prayer, one young, unbaptized woman suddenly fell out of her chair and started cursing and writhing on the floor. So frightening was the sight, the other participants immediately bolted to the doors and ran out of the church hall. My classmate also left, ostensibly, to find Father Wayne. Mm. (laughs) I knew that I was witnessing a demonic manifestation in this woman with whom I was now left alone. 
The woman continued writhing on the floor, on the ground, spinning around and scattering ch- scattering ch- chairs. She spouted curses, some in English and some in strange guttural language, but all curses. At one point, the demon realized I was the only one left, and through the woman, turns its hate on me directly. Knowing I had been sexually abused as a boy, the demon mocked and tormented me about what had happened seven, seven years earlier. It screeched obstens- obscenely, You know you like it, boy. It was not all that bad in the car that night with William. You would like to blank again. It was all just fun, was it not? So this is the demon talking to Father, to Father Paul, you know, because as a seminarian. Demon, yeah, demon. The demon was talking through the through the woman there, the RCIA um, uh, student, to Father Calchet about what had occurred to him, how he was abused. Yeah. So he says and he was an eighteen-year-old seminarian. Eighteen-year-old seminarian. This at this point. Yeah. So this happened seven years ago. Yeah. The demon gloated over my pain, bringing back to the forefront of my mind the horror of being sexually abused. The woman speaking of the woman. Speaking of the, the real woman. The real woman. The real woman. Our Lady Guadalupe. She's giving the holy father. The one that's full of grace. Yes. Immaculately conceived. Yes. The queen mother. The one who crushes the head of the serpent. Amen. Mary, ora pro nobis. Ora pro nobis. We'll be back. We're yes. continuing with uh, this well-written article by Father Paul Kalchek and his encounters with the diabolical as a young man. Yeah, the cause of our joy. We are back. Yeah, Jesus 911 family. Thank you for staying with us in the third segment. Yeah. <laughs> We're sharing Father Paul, Paul Kelchik, who's a friend of ours and a good holy priest. He's talking about his encounters with the diabolical as a young man mm-hmm. when he was 18, seminarian. And he's talking about his encounter, his first encounter, probably with a woman who diabolically manifested when he was 18 years old. He was by himself with her. She's an RCIA student. And this demon that's in the woman told Father Paul Kalchik in detail how he had been abused. Again, the woman would have never known that. It was a demon in the mm-hmm. woman that uh, that obviously knew all of this because, you know, they anything that's in public, any public sin that's out there, mm-hmm. they have access to that. And so let's continue with this article and I'll make some... Oh yeah, also when you share, when you share your witness or your testimony, never, never, never go into detail of the mortal sin. Like if you're an ex-prostitute and it happened like this and this many times and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. No details. Why? Because what you're doing is you're bringing back those horrible memories back into your mind and the demon can use those horrible memories to trigger you to fall back into that sin. Mm-hmm. If you notice people that give test, like just like father did, he just glossed over it that I was abused. That was it. You hear St. Paul in the New Testament when he talks about his conversion. He says, I was the chief of sinners. That's it. You're like, okay, what did you do? Yep. That's all he says. I was the chief of sinners. Okay, what did you do? None of your business. God knows. Yep. And so. And I've confessed. Yeah, you confess. So I've confessed the sin. The demons want you to go into detail so you keep on just burning that. Yeah. Just, just keep on cementing that into your imagination down. and memory. And and you don't want to do that. That's yeah. why even I was talking to Dr. Luis Sandoval, who's a psychiatrist, and uh, he says, 
when I have a person who's had incredible trauma in their life, they, I come in, they come in, I, I tell them, tell me the story one time. And to me, they tell me the whole story. Then I say, okay, never repeat the story again. I said, why is that? He says, because mm-hmm. when you recall the event, it makes the memory come alive again. It makes that event, the rape, the whatever, mm-hmm. it, it becomes alive in living color. You could almost feel that the people start crying. Their emotions are triggered. It's like if they're living it out again. So he says, tell me the story once and we'll never repeat it again. Now we're going to work on healing you. Yes, that's that's excellent advice, and that's somebody come that's coming from a spiritual perspective. Yeah, and who's knows also a fa- and who's also a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. Yeah, and um, I, those people, whoever sees him, they're blessed. Oh gosh, they're blessed. If they follow what he tells them, they'll be healed. Yeah, no, this guy's yeah. probably the, with the, the act through the act of the will. Obviously. He's one of the he's one of the most well formed yeah. psychiatrists in the United States because mm-hmm. he's father Ripperger trained in mm-hmm. terms of Thomistic. Yes, that's where we met him. At, yeah. And so then he's got his training as a psychiatrist, mm, so he yeah. knows how to how to use the best of both worlds. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to continue yeah. with Father Paul Check. What he's you know he's continued with saying, you know he's saying about what the demon was telling him. So he said the demon glo- gloated over my pain, bringing back to the forefront of my mind the horror of being sexually abused. The woman and I became victims of the evil one's hate. The demon's diatribe seemed to last an eternity, and I was left paralyzed by the torment. Finally, yep. Father Wayne, and, and who he was the teacher, the professor at seminary, mm-hmm. and the, Father the RCIA yeah, class, of RCIA yeah. class. Mm-hmm. and then my classmate arrived, so his classmate was another seminarian. Mm-hmm. Hurrying down the steps into the undercroft, Father Wayne, the RCIA instructor, quickly assessed the situation, and in a clear and authoritative voice, proceeded to exercise a demon by commanding it to shut up. Father Wayne didn't have a formal exorcism book in hand, but as the veteran friar, who had spent his life in the trenches of the spiritual battle between good and evil, he was able to stymie the demon. Father Wayne ordered, I command you to leave this daughter of Eve alone. Be gone and never return here. Never molest this poor child again. She was made in the image and likeness of God Almighty and redeemed by Jesus Christ. Leave this place and leave her, never to trouble her ever again. I forbid you to utter anything through her. Be silent, leave her, be gone. Guess what happened? Immediately, the demon left yep. and complete calm was restored to the room. So so why do you think it left after Father? I'll, I'll explain, to, it. I'll explain, explain to you it. why. Mm-hmm. Because Father Wayne is a pastor over all the yep. people there and the RCIA mm-hmm. students. He has authority mm-hmm. through holy orders mm-hmm. over all the, all the people in, his, in, in, mm-hmm. in RCIA, in his parish. And also notice his prayer. Very precise. The yep. precision of his precision. prayer. Very, Two very things. precise. Also, it would, notice the clear and specific legal language that he was using. Legal language. Remember, law, lawyers are demons from hell. Mm-hmm. He uses legal language so they understand that they have to. Not yep. a man. You think you could leave her? Mm-hmm. They have to because mm-hmm. he's using legal language and legal mm-hmm. commands. Yeah, he said leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and notice uh, some of the legal language. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, you know, leave this daughter of Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay? Be yeah. gone. He's not saying, hey, can you please walk, right. uh, walk out the door and close it when you're waiting? No, no. Mm-hmm. Be gone. Be gone. Uh, legal language. Uh, she was made in the image of the lines of God and redeemed by Jesus Christ. 
legal, legal language. What do cops say when they evict tell when they evict people from their house and they have a, an order to evict? Leave. Leave this place. <laughs> Leave this place. That's it. We have authority to here's kick the, you here, out. Yeah, it's here's paper. the here's the here's uh, a legal document. Leave this place. The authority That's, from the yeah, judge. Yeah. Another, you know. <laughs> so this is what the priest said. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Legal language. He's got eviction yep. papers. Leave this place. Uh, notice the other legal language. I forbid you. Mm-hmm. That's legal language. Uh, he's not asking. Mm-mm. Be silent. Leave her. Be gone. Mm-hmm. Legal language. Legal language. Like, legal language. Quiet. No more. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and the, and the last thing, why his prayers are probably very powerful, I'm sure he was in a state of grace. Yes. That is so important. You know, that's B- how you know. Bingo, bango, bingo, as uh, <laughs> as my friend uh, Pat Madrid says. <laughs> So we continue. <laughs> so Father Wayne helped the young woman up off the floor and into her chair. Stunned, she began questioning as if she had no recolle- recollection of what had just transpired. She said, what happened? Where did everyone go? Hmm. She queried. The good priest told her that the class had experienced, quote, a little bother by an evil spirit, end quote, but that it was gone and would not return. Quote, so he said, some evil spirit thought that it would use you to scare us, but God is much more powerful than any evil spirit. Be at peace, he reassured her. So meanwhile, my classmate, this is Father Kalchik now uh, uh, talking, my classmate, the other seminarian, went outside and convinced the other participants to return to the undercroft. The undercroft is uh, it's called, it's like a subterranean room under the church. So that's what an undercroft is. So if those are you going, what's the undercroft? Yeah, that's what it is. Just a classroom. And, you know, there, a lot of churches back east have that. They have an undercroft um, in their churches. So they use it as, you know, maybe a small chapel or just a multipurpose room. So that's what that is. So he's, after Father Wayne calmly talked to the woman, they righted, they righted their chairs and they took their seats. After class that night, when everyone had gone, Father Wayne prepared my classmate and me to be ready for unexpected situations like this. His words are still ingrained in my br- wow. my brain. He said, what did he <laughs> say? Wow. When you get an inkling of the presence of an evil spirit, just bind it, the priest told the two seminarians. Mm-hmm. Forbid it to talk and command it to leave. Both of you have all the power necessary to send any of these demons packing. You have both received all of the church's sacraments. Yeah, baptism, confirmation. You go to da- to mass daily. Mm-hmm. You go to confession regularly. So they live in a state of grace. Yes, these seminarians, right? In praise of God, the demon will flee. So Father Wayne then gave us both a stern look and asked, "Got it, both of you?" <laughs> uh, and uh, Father Wayne is right. Everybody, yes, everybody in a state of grace mm-hmm. that's received the baptism and confirmation can drive out a demon in relation to yourself mm-hmm. by a binding prayer. Leave, be gone in Jesus' name. I order you to leave me in Jesus' name. And a husband can do it in their household. Yes. Uh, just like we saw in, in Hobbs, New Mexico. Yeah. The, the husband put his hand on his on his wife's head and, and, Dro- drove, and drove off the demon. Demons. Uh, Again, they'll come back if she doesn't go to confession, yep, live in a state of grace. Mm-hmm. But we witnessed him driving her mouth yep. mm-hmm. by, by, the, by the authority of the husband. And through her testimony, she felt the demons leave. She said it. She said it. She said, mm-hmm. I've never felt that. She goes, she goes, my husband's put his hands on me a lot in, in 10 <laughs> years, but I've never felt power coming Conf- out of his hands like right now. Never. Wow. 
This yeah. was different. But, you know, I feel that same power when you pray over me. Not that I, I demons yeah. leave, but I just feel the power of God just, you know, just absorb in my body. And mm. I just know that I feel protected. Mm. So, wow. Yeah, I can I can relate to her in yeah. that respect. I just feel the power of God through your authority over me just absorb. And I just feel like, wow, I'm protected. Wow, your soul mm-hmm. feels it, huh? Yes, right. my soul feels it. Wow. Well, because you for know why? That. I have to say this because I have a husband that's a man of God. If I didn't have, if he did that and he was a man, I wouldn't probably feel that. So, <laughs> <laughs> probably, not living in the state of grace. Yeah, let's be honest. You'd probably feel an aversion. An like, aversion like, get your hands off me. Get your hands off it's me. It's not dude. working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back to school. Get your hands off me, pagan. Go back to Ripperger school. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it has been 42 years since that night, Father Kelchick writes, but I still remember the lesson, and I have the prayers of binding at the tip of my tongue. The following Easter, the once-tormented young woman was brought into the church and received from Father Wayne all the sacraments of initiation. Years later, when Father was a parish priest in Chicago, he said he had another, another demonic encounter occurred outside a notably evil place. Yeah, he said... After being installed as pastor at Resurrection Parish in 2009, I made it a practice to say my morning prayers every Saturday at the American Woman's Medical Center, an abortuary near my parish. Due to my routine of offering these prayers, volunteer prayer warriors regularly came to join me, and it was not uncommon to have a dozen or so of them offering prayers of praise to God to the end of abortion. Well, we'll Our Lady, a holy pause, yes. and we'll be back. Yeah, Sherry, this incredible yeah. story of yeah, we'll Father continue. Paul, Father yeah. Paul Kelchick. It's By an the amazing way, story. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Yeah. By the Paul. way, he, he's uh, he's a spiritual uh, a spiritual director for Church Militant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can we'll, reach him anytime. We'll be back. Stick around. Ora por nobis. We are back, Jesus 911, with uh, Jesse and Anita. Or is it Tobias Cicero? Or is it Aquila and Prisca? No, it's just Jess and Anita. Anita. Just us. Yeah, just two, two, <laughs> two sinners, sinners that want to get to heaven. That want to get to heaven. <laughs> yeah, I, I just tell people, we're just two beggars that have found the bread of life, and we want to show other people where to get it. Yes, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, on your knees. That's right. <laughs> hey, by the way, if you want to go to the Holy Land with us, we'd love to hang out with you for nine days, October 6th to the 16th. Yeah, we'd like to meet you. Um, I know we we can't meet everybody in this in our lifetime, but hey, if there's a chance, we can meet you there. Exactly, we can meet uh, you for nine days and hang out By, with with Jesus in yeah. our heart, the rosary in our pocket, our Bibles in our hand, and walked in the land where Jesus, Jesus walked. walked. Yes. So go to our website, jesseramirez.com, and, and the flyers there to sign up if you want to go with us. We'd love for you to come yes. with us. Father Dave we next will are be there. Excited. Or Pastor yeah. Father Craig Freely, a retired military chaplain. He, fi- he finally could travel out of the country. So yep. he'll and our be group all- leaders, Market Yvette R- yeah. Raguth. Okay, let's, uh, let's finish off this, uh, what Father Paul Kalchip said. He said, due to the many prayers we offered routinely, abortions were no longer offered on Saturdays, and the facility even drastically cut its business hour. Hallelujah. 
These small successes, however, were not met without opposition from the evil one. Absolutely. During the numerous hours we spent in prayer, individuals would pass by and the spirits would manifest themselves in some way to harass them. Absolutely. These spirits were, were met with a quick binding prayer and a command to be quiet. I was reserving for God the sidewalk and the bus, bus stop. Of the thousands of people who came and went those Saturday mornings, almost all were indifferent. However, those passersby who stopped to curse at those praying may have been demonically obsessed to some degree. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, <clears throat> Father John Bertanuk, he says the following quote, When demons exert influence that affects a person's mental state, causing some kind of mental disturbance, this is traditionally called obsession. Obsession can take the form of extraordinary, persistent, or intense temptations, or it can even provoke, or or it can even provoke, or intensity, or intensify, I think you should say, natural pathologies or tendencies, phobias, depression, etc. It was no coincidence that Satanists came to draw diabolical symbols in the freshly poured concrete when the city of Chicago repaid the sidewalks in front of the abortuary. The Satanists thought that they were marking their territory. However, the city workers had to repave the entire section <laughs> just a week later. Oh, and as a priest, Father Kelchick says, it's my duty. I see he knows his priesthood. Mm-hmm. It's my duty to mark God's territory and not let any, any evil spirit take over. This was my parish. And I was not giving any evil spirit permission to talk. Conversations with evil spirits never end well, as they're much smarter than any normal man. If you don't believe me, just watch the movie, which very accurately portrayed mm-hmm. Nefarious, yep. the, the, the diabolic intellect. Yeah. So he said, he continues, One Saturday morning, a large group of young people from the parish joined me in observing the 40 Days for Life campaign an international effort that employs fasting and prayer to end abortion. During our prayers in front of the spirit showed itself in a man who began cursing us. No holds barred. He uttered the filthiest language and showed no discretion whatsoever, despite the presence of young people in the group. Quickly remembering Father Wayne's lesson, I bound the evil spirit with the binding prayer. And just like that, the man walked away mute. Wow. The youth, in turn, increased the volume in the recitation of the Holy Rosary, and calm was restored. Later that day, our prayer group met for lunch at the local Burger King. Hey, Fa- They said, hey, Father Paul, isn't that the man who was cursing at us this morning? One of the young people asked. I looked over, Father Kulchik said, I looked over and indeed recognized the man from numerous tattoos on his neck and face. I went up to him and asked him sincerely, You are quite agitated this morning. How are you doing now? The man looked at me, Father Kulchik, and without even blinking his eye said, What are you talking about? Father Kulchik said, Always strive to remain in a state of grace and be holy. As I met motion to the large table with our group from the parish, I asked, Don't you remember our group over there? He responded, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know any of you. So I excused myself and returned to our table and finished the meal with our youth prayer warriors. Hmm. What transpired was not unusual. 
Often individuals are taken over by the evil one without their knowledge. Oftentimes, individuals don't realize when an evil spirit manifests itself through them or uses them to speak. But the binding prayer I learned from Father Wayne suffice to keep the evil spirit silent for the whole day. And wow. Again, and, and again, see what the, they have amnesia. Yeah. The, 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 the yep. demon just takes over their mind and everything like they're in a in a trance. In a trance. And they don't know. They don't remember any, what happened. Anything. Uh, and uh, this is what mm-hmm. happens. This is what happens with the people that have yep. some type of diabolical. Affliction. Yes. They don't remember what happened. They say. I and did. they don't realize what, what it could I, be. I said what? It could be an hour. It could be two hours. And yeah. that's two hours of their life that will they'll never recapture right. back. Their mind was just suspended, just held hostage. It was in a trance. Yes, that's scary. When you know you can never take a take back those times when the demon takes over you. Yes. When you could be praying those two hours, going to mass those two hours, praying the rosary, going to adoration. Can you imagine? I mean, how helpless. A demon yes. took over my mind my, and mouth for two, two hours. hours. My life that I can never take back. Think about a, yeah. that. And you know what happens? Yes. I'll just be honest with you. People that live in mortal sin are attractive to demons. Yes. Father Ripperger teaches that one mortal sin, unconfessed, yes. just one, can cause di- diabolic possession. Just one. Just one. Now, take just some one. people say, What? Well, why doesn't this happen more often? Father Ripperger says it's only because of God's grace and mercy that he stops the demons from yep. possessing, you know, 90% of planet Earth. Yeah. It's because God restrains them. It's because mm-hmm. of his mercy. His mercy. But deser- he's saying deserving, deservedly, one mortal sin can cause demonic possession. Yep. One, unconfessed, unrepentant. Why doesn't it happen all the time? It's because God holds the hand back of the demon, restrains them, and doesn't allow them to. But, and hoping that you come back yeah. to Christ, you come back to him. But because right now you're choosing. But legally in the world of legalism, mm-hmm. legally speaking, mm-hmm. one mortal sin can cause demonic possession. Wow, that's that's amazing. And that's one mortal amazing. sin binds you to yes. a demon. And sobering. That is sobering. Yeah. yeah. So just think about it when you want to commit a mortal sin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father ends the, the, this uh, article. He says, be prepared. Mm-hmm. He says, Evil spirits typically only reveal themselves as the last-ditch effort to scare off anyone who threatens them with goodness. Mm -hmm. And that's a true statement. Uh, Mm -hmm. Demons manifest for a couple of reasons why. They try to scare people that are praying especially, try Mm -hmm. to scare you. Mm -hmm. Those are called parlor tricks. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, And God oftentimes will force the demon to manifest. That way you and other people know, whoa, there's a problem here. I've got to take some corrective measures, uh, you know, using my Catholic faith. So God will allow this to happen for for salvific purposes mm-hmm. for you to save your soul and those around you saying, mm-hmm. uh-oh, uh, we've got to do something about this and help this person yeah. get back into a state of grace. Yeah, and those people that are thinking of mortal sin, they could see that person and, mm, I don't think yeah, I want to go there. I'll yeah. think twice. Yeah, uh, like a guy called me up yesterday. He's a cop. Um and he told me, hey, Jess, uh, my wife left me and uh, I need help, he says. But, uh, you know, she left me and, and she's now in a lesbian relationship. She actually left me, divorced me civilly and got married in Florida to a lesbian. So she's in a in a same sex marriage. And she took my she took our children. He says, uh, you know, I wanted to come back. But in, in the meantime, you know, just to pass the time, I got a girlfriend living with me. 
but uh, but but I want to repair my marriage, <laughs> and I want to get my wife back. So so uh, what do you, what, what do I have to do? I said, so you're having sex with that girl that lives at with your house? He goes, oh yeah, of course. Uh, I said, okay. Every time, what a mess. Every time you have sex with her, you're inviting demons into the bedroom. He goes, what? I said, yeah. Sexual intimacy when it's clean invites God into the bedroom when it's when it's under the auspices of the sacrament of marriage and even clean because mm-hmm. if you're in the sacrament of marriage and, and sodomizing your wife, that's an unclean act. You're not inviting angels. You're inviting demons. Mm-hmm. And so I said, but if you have a prostitute, a girlfriend, you're fornicating or committing adultery, every act of sex is conjuring demons into the bedroom. He goes, no wonder I see things at night all over the room after we're done. I said, yeah, mm. you're seeing demons that you're calling in. You're invoking them through that mm. unclean act. Uh, and so again, uh, for all lay Catholics, uh, one book that I definitely would recommend is Father Ripperger's book, Deliverance Prayers for the Use by the Lady. My book, Lord, Prepare My Hands for Battle. Two good prayer books that basically have all the prayers that you would need there. Uh, yes. Yeah, both books are worth every penny that you spend on them. Uh, and our book, you can get it at our website. JesseRomero.com. Sure Fa- and yeah. Father's is Census Traditionist.com. Yes. Census tra- it. Yeah, it's uh, Census Traditionist.com yeah. for Father's book. Yeah, go straight to that website. Yeah. So with all the evil playing in this fallen world, it's hard to know when you may need to enter into spiritual warfare. In fact, nowadays... We're all we're always in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And for Catholic priests, I would also recommend keeping handy Father Philip Weller's volume two, the Roman ritual, Christian burial, exorcisms, reserved blessings. A priest can use those prayers because you have all the orders. Mm-hmm. And what's the last thing that you would tell people as the last bit of well, advice? We always said and we're always mentioning always strive to remain in the state of grace. And what? Be holy. Or die trying. Or die trying. So as a disciple of Christ, we're all disciples, the devil will flee from you. So we need to uh, recall what James said in uh, James uh, chapter 4, verse 7. It says, so submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So what does it say? So submit yourself to God. What does that mean? Submit means to live in a state of grace and give your all to God. And you do that during morning consecration yes. prayers. Those are yeah. consecration oh, Jesus, prayers. Oh, Jesus, the Mary, offer you my prayers, you do the works, and joys. My yeah. queen, my mother, those, my you're all giving yourself, yourself to God. Yes. And what happens when you do that? The devil will free from yeah. you. Yeah, and Jesse has those prayers in his book. Yeah. Lord, prepare my hands for battle. All kinds morning of prayers. M- morning consecration prayers. Consecration, you consecrate to, your, to, to our lady and to our Lord yeah. every morning. Well, that's a wrap. Yeah, it was great being Family. with you. <laughs> yep. Hey, we got to pray America great again. Yes, and absolutely. If, and if these are the days of Elijah, then guess what? Let us become the Elijahs of our time. Yep. yep. Up next, Gary Machuda. Yeah, have a happy, holy Mother's Day. TGIF. Sunday. <laughs> Thank God I'm forgiven. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Keep the faith. Up next, Gary Machuda. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. 